to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a bi-monthly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're Hekka, excited about Mecca. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant, and it is once again great to be back. Buddy, how have you been? Um, it's been a rough month. <laughs> oh no. It's been the heck of a month. <laughs> oh, uh, no. just, a, just a bunch of annoying little health things. Nothing serious, but enough to sort of like knock not knock me out but just put me out of commission for a minute like sure yeah it derails you yeah, yeah. i hear you two out of three taken care of well good the third good. one is a, a mystery i don't know if this is just a i keep getting hives like just oh no it's like an allergic reaction but i don't know what i'm allergic to because nothing changed it's uh oh geez yeah it's uh it's interesting it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> I have to make light of it, otherwise I just suffer. But yeah, yeah you laugh, yeah. laugh to keep from crying. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry you've been dealing with all that. I, I have been similarly busy. Thankfully, not with any of that. But right, sure. you know, just home reno stuff, which is, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, there's the theoretical, like, okay, this is an easy thing to do, and then you actually begin doing it, and 99% of the time you get into an older house that's it's like if anything is done it was done either completely incorrectly or it was done correctly originally and then the person who repaired it years later just did it completely incorrectly so you just you never know what you're going to find behind drywall or behind a panel oh. so it's never it's never exactly what it's supposed to be and that's that's you know it just creates just constant uh constant joy so not not hives but <laughs> it is an ongoing problem you know, we're getting there, and you, I always learn something new every project. I'm like, no, I know how to do this, and then I encounter a new problem, and I'm like, well, I have to learn something new to get around this, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, but it is what it is, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess, uh, I'm not sure, do we want to talk anything about the news? I mean, there's there's really, I'm trying to think of, the, I guess, the, probably the... So, I mean, there's a couple things going on. One, I mean, I think kind of community-wide, one of the big hits has definitely been that Toei, in various forms, has told a lot of fan subgroups, like, told them, sent them cease and desist. That's right, um, yes. And many of those groups uh, have complied uh, and taken down a lot of their either direct downloads or torrents and so on. Now, I don't know. This is just what I know. I, I'm not privy to any backroom discussions. I'm sure there are still ways to get things out there. I'm no longer aware of them. Um, <laughs> but right, yeah. I, you know, yeah. if I, I think a lot of folks are kind of laying low for a while, and I mean, the hope is that you know either Toei will officially license it, or maybe folks will find another way. You know, because we we all want to be able to watch this stuff. Uh, it's been a great joy, certainly for uh, things like Ultraman. You know, with Super Eye Productions putting out so many ways, free, paid, whatever they want you to be able to watch ultraman and that's been really terrific and i think they've done a really great job doing that toei's been a little more cagey i don't quite know 
the reasoning particularly i don't know you know because they they're clearly fishing for licenses in some sense like they have that youtube channel where they have all those series uploaded but they've only got like the first two episodes right dubbed or uh, have with english subtitles so it clearly seems to be like a hey would you like to license this and subtitle the rest you know that kind of thing so it seems like they're interested but for whatever reason you know common rider and super sentai and, and metal heroes and all that stuff seems it's very patchwork still and now they've they've sort of gone in which you know they have every legal right to do but they've gone in and uh, you know kind of gone at one of the few ways people have to access the stuff so it's really just not a terrific situation for the community i don't think right yeah it's definitely i guess it, it succeeded in that regard because it's making it difficult or more difficult to to watch other things I mean, it's not like i was it's not like i was really really keeping up i think it was Zenkaiger was sort of just starting right as that was happening so i was keeping mm-hmm. up a little mm-hmm. bit with that but then uh this definitely uh threw a wrench into that and i haven't i'm so it, it's this is a little bit of laziness but also just like it's so convenient to watch anything else these days that correct it's not like to, to to have to whatever take any effort to put any effort into it this is it's discouraging so I guess yeah, on that level for it, is, sure. it is very effective in getting me to not keep up, <laughs> keep up with right, this. right, yeah, and that but... is really disappointing. Like it, I guess, I guess, like you're saying, it's like the, you know, I think back to it when I was young and first getting into things like anime. Yes, and I mean, I used to beat pavement walking around town, you know, in the summer heat, going to these, you know, hole in the wall stores or. or you know, going to friends' houses across town, any anything I could do to get a hold of anime. And while I certainly, in retrospect, I admire my, my young passion, I also know that was, you know, that was a symptom of having a lot of free time and being able to do that. Right. You know, I don't, none of us really have that much free time anymore, but then you, you compound that with the fact that, I mean, Lord, we have, we all have 15 different backlogs we're juggling. Forget, <laughs> forget just the toku shows I want to watch. There's the anime I need to catch up on. There's the films I want to watch, the shows I want to watch, the games I want to play and books I want to read. And it's like, so when Toei throws up this kind of front and says, not only are we not really going to let you see this, but we're also going to actively keep you from you know, they're, they're taking away every opportunity for folks to try to see this. And again, they have that, that right. It's not that I'm not necessarily upset with them in that sense. Like they have every right to protect what they make, but it's like, you know, especially because a lot of these fans, a lot of these fan subbers and stuff, it's like, you know, they're, they're putting in the groundwork and they're, they do it because they love this stuff. We all just want to be able to watch it. Like, please, Mr. John Q. Toei, please let us watch your colorful superheroes. That's all I want, you know? And it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be necessarily in print. I've I've gotten to a place where I'm okay with buying digital and stuff. I'm I'm fine with that. I right. understand like that's the modern. I know that it costs to make physical media. I know that these factories and stuff that make them, it's it's becoming more difficult to justify the expense and the prices keep going up. Even a digital distribution model, it doesn't have to be the sort of you know, the crunchy roll or, or be whatever that's like free at the point of delivery necessarily. I don't think it has to be that, but just give people some option, I think, you know? Right. So that would be nice. Now, maybe it's coming. I don't know. You know, I mean, we've certainly seen more movement on that front, like all the Super Sentai that Shout Factory has. Um, but of course, they've kind of, they've hit a place where they've stopped releasing anymore. So that's true. 
you know, they haven't released anymore in a long time. You know, I bought all those physical sets. I saved up my pennies and did that because I wanted to support the releases and I don't feel bad about it and I have those and I feel good. But at the same time, it's like, okay, they haven't released a new one in ages. I mean, they were just throwing them out for a while, a couple every year. And then now we haven't seen anything for a while. Does that mean the lights are going to relapse? Like, are they getting cold feet about all that? You know, it, it makes you question any of that stuff. So, but... I guess my whole thing underpinning all that is that I'm very, very thankful for what Super Eye Productions has done, which is to, in every way, shape, and form, work really, really hard to be able to, to make this stuff available to fans around the world. Right. Now, I don't know what the other regions are going for, but at least here in the U.S., I can say, like, you know, quite definitively, it's very, very easy to find Ultraman. There's It's everywhere. Yeah. So... You know, it's like, oh, it's on Tubi, it's on Amazon Prime, it's on VRV, it's on your grandmother's CRT TV in the back room. You didn't even know it. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's everywhere, and they've got figures coming out, and they're putting, they got it on their YouTube channel, and like they are really, really trying to make sure that it's available to people. Yeah, even if they have that like very temporary uh, delivery for it, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. still. It still seems like a much more purposeful effort. Right. And right, exactly. I, there there's a little bit of a pressure to keep up. I didn't I, I did fall behind with Ultraman Z. So that yeah. that, um, <laughs> that pressure wasn't necessarily enough to keep it, but also, you know, it's it, it is there and that's on me. It's uh I'm not gonna Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I've, I was the same for me. I was keeping up with Z, and I kind of fell out for a couple of weeks because something else came up, and then I, I couldn't keep watching it. Right. But I also, but like, you know, you look at their, um, I think they're starting to bring it back out now on the YouTube channel. And they've right. also clearly shown that they are, with Mill Creek, they're constantly pushing to get their stuff out there. I mean, the the, the original Gridman's about to come out on Blu-ray in a couple of weeks. Like, they're, they're, they're both, you know, I get it. You want some pressure to get those views up on YouTube, but you're also releasing the back catalog stuff in a way that's both physical and digital and all that. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that because, like you said, if I miss it, it's on me, but I can't say they didn't give me a shot, you know, they, like, especially because it's, what, it's like a two-week window to watch the episodes. It's more generous than TV used to be, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So it's like I, I, I can't say that they're not at least trying, you know, and to be fair, I kind of like the... I I hate that it I fell off last time, but yeah. I do kind of like the pressure a little bit because like sometimes, you know, the whole Netflix binge model of just like here's I don't know 15 episodes randomly drop out of nowhere. There's just like no hype for it, and you sit down and watch it in a day or two, and then nobody's talking about it or anything. There's just no. Yeah, I I'm gonna I go. <laughs> I I understand that there are people who sort of prefer that or be or waiting to watch it all at once. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I outright hate <laughs> i hate yeah. it yeah i hate yeah. it i don't like i don't um <laughs> that feels like there's a lot of pressure in terms of like spoiler management which is a sort of more yes. of a bigger deal for me um mm-hmm. existing online i don't like that i basically have to put you know if you're watching something on the week to week you kind of have to put horse blinders up and <laughs> just yeah not, and just like all right don't think about that don't process that text maybe that you saw or image that you saw that somebody put up <laughs> within 24 hours of something getting posted please please people please yeah, <laughs> come right. on a little bit a little bit of consideration goes a long <laughs> way there 
Uh, but when with the with the binge model where they drop a whole series at once, there's really nothing you mm-hmm. can do. Like, yeah, I, you know, it, it's not necessarily that spoiling things completely ruins the experience. But I, I I've said this before that my preference is uh, to not know, basically know as little as possible and let the work speak for itself. For sure, whether or not that's consistent with how I promote something. I at least try to give it a little bit of room or be vague about it when I post something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, no, I feel you. Like, um, the, I didn't want to say too much. Like last week, uh, the author of Chainsaw Man put up a one shot. That's fantastic. Even if you don't, aren't, maybe aren't super into Chainsaw Man. It's a fantastic. Re- it's, it's so good. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone I've, I've, I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it. I, unless I just sort of filter that out. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to say anything specific about it. So I just picked a random image to crop that was a, a neat little nod to Chainsaw Man within the work. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just kind of said something absurd about it. Like, <laughs> it's not... Obviously, this doesn't do a whole lot to promote it, but also just like, it's... it's I don't know. I, I'm so worried that i would do that to somebody else that i would spoil something for somebody else because that's right, not what right. i would want to happen to me to me right precisely yeah no I, i'm with you and it's one of those things like I, personally I, I i'm the same thing with you like i i don't like to know much going in i love to i was take, talking about with my, uh, this with my wife the other night i love to read reviews after i've seen something or after i've experienced something yeah, because that's... then i kind of want to compare notes like i want to say like okay what did i think what did someone else think did they notice something i didn't i find that really engaging yes and with spoilers and stuff you know it's it's like I mean, I don't want to be spoiled. I, I don't rush out to see... Like, I'm excited when something new drops, but I'm not, like, rushing out to, like... I don't know. There's some people who, like, live and die by, like, I have to know as soon as possible and then start talking about it as soon as possible. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily have to be that cutting edge. Um, I think one of the advantages here, though, with stuff like Ultraman and, and if it was Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and stuff, like, you know, it's such a... It's a much smaller community, so... True you know there's not as much like people aren't like whoa man mute your timeline ultraman trigger spoilers are out for the episode like that just doesn't happen no, because it's no, just, not really yeah it's a smaller bubble so i think we could avoid a lot of that you know if if toei did something similar i certainly don't see it with super high production stuff happening so yeah um but it would it would be nice to it, it would just be nice for them to to want us to see it and I almost feel like it feels very strange to me because like I'm, you know, we're watching them. It's not like Toei only does tokusatsu. Like they have so many anime and manga properties. They have so many existing connections. I mean, certainly to the U.S. market, right? Right. They're putting out some of the biggest hits, whether you're talking about on the screen or on the page, like their stuff is moving units, no question. So, um, and it feels like a lot of what they're doing is, like you look at something like Dragon Quest Die, right? Like they're doing the anime for that right now, and then now we have that's kind of spearheaded. They're going to be printing the manga here in the U.S. That's right, yeah. pretty soon. That's, like how exciting, exciting is that? And that's talk about like kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't call Dragon Quest niche necessarily, right? Yeah, right. But it's not exactly, you know, Dragon Quest. I don't know if people were clamoring for Dragon Quest I to come out exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not necessarily the new hotness. That's a back catalog kind of pick. Yeah. So, 
like that feels like a really almost kind of kind gift to the community fans of anime manga fans of dragon quest fans of just kind of classic traditional fantasy stuff that's kind of you know you know that that was something that you know they're obviously they're hoping to sell it but it's not it's not something like my hero academia or whatever where like you can just smell the money coming off those pages like those things just print money so those are so easy for them to move so of course they've got two or three brands of that but you see them doing things like dragon quest i which is clearly you know i wouldn't call it a gift to the community but they could have done something else that probably would have made higher returns for them. So it just feels very strange to see them operate on so many different levels on in the anime and manga divisions, but then I said manga, sorry, anime and manga divisions, but then you have the Tokusatsu stuff that almost feels like completely like fingers and ears, la 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 la. la. You know, we don't want we don't want anything to do with it. It just feels very strange. Yeah. Um I don't know. And then of course Super Eye Productions did Gridman and Dinazenon, which are like yet another kind of element of, of their sort of empire, I guess, if you will, that have really blown up and taken off in a big way. And that's helped bring attention to the Ultraman stuff. But again, it, you know, the model, they just did what you do with anime. They we released it to the streaming sites, Simuldub every week. And, you know, I, I don't, or not Simuldub, but Simulpub, you know, so it's just like, I don't understand why there's such a disconnect when Toei has plenty of experience in the market i just but maybe it has more to do with the the nature of the hasbro power rangers element i don't know maybe maybe that is that's playing a much bigger role in it i mean we certainly know saban actively worked to keep sentai out of the market for a long long time right you know it's very much a harmony gold and robotech kind of thing with macross so but with saban out of the picture and i guess you know hasbro has it now Maybe the nature of that agreement. You think they could still do the same with Common Rider? I don't know. It's all very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I wish we were privy to more, but sadly, they, they've done that. And again, as you said, they've probably been quite effective in it, sadly. Mm-hmm. So I guess probably the other big news thing we want to talk about is Common Rider Revice. So yes. that's, you know, Saber is, I guess, uh, winding down now. I haven't been watching Saber because I've been I've been trying to catch up with a bunch. I got I had man I had like fifty million A and interviews I had to write here recently, so um, I didn't really have a lot of space to to check out Saber, even though I really wanted to. But I guess it's winding down, and they've they've put out a lot of the preview stuff for Revice, mm-hmm. which looks like it's going to have a you know we've already got some preview shots of the lead writer and the buddy, and you know interesting color palette and you know cool looking design suits and all of that was was at least initially exciting, but then I mean within. Sort of within the day, we we kind of ran into some controversy. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know if that we could really do the justice of it here in this now, context because there's I'm sure there's much better better written <laughs> descriptions of, of of the subject here. But sure, sure. I guess my personal reaction to it is the 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 belt voice. Well, I, I guess to <laughs> <laughs> to describe it quickly, if that's possible, um, my understanding yeah. of it at this point is that the person that they have for the belt is has a history of of posting. I don't know if you want to call it provocateur esque, anti black or or racist nonsense online, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. basically no real remorse beyond deleting some posts. The, you know, you can see the images very easily. 
if you look up Revice. But um, for me personally, like the belt voice is such a big thing that appeals to me right. <laughs> with the design. Right. Except- and so having that stank on it, for, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe the show will end up being fine or even good. I, it's not like that That sort of sours the, the, the prospect yeah. of checking out or really enjoying it wholeheartedly. Like maybe the show mm-hmm. will be fine. I don't know. We don't really know anything else about it besides the designs and the casting at this point. Maybe some of the things. Because honestly, like, visually the designs look really cool. But Mm -hmm. knowing a little bit too much about how the sausage is made, it's it's upsetting enough to make me, you know, I was already struggling to make the effort to watch um, fan subs. And this is just another, like, you know, move it down in terms of priority. Right, yeah, exactly. It's, and I, like you said, I don't think we can, like, obviously neither of us can really speak definitively on what is or is not too much, but right. including, you know, you know, blackface is in the discussion here, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big, huge, glaring kind of red light, red flag, yep. you know, alert, alert, do, do, do not approach. Right, and that's recent. That was like 2018 to, to do yeah, post yeah. blackface for a party you were attending, like... Yeah, it's on, and on, it's one dude. of those things where get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know, shit it's, off, man. It's it's ridiculous, and it's not really, again, not not your eyes place or anything to just to say what is too much or too far or whatever in terms of like whether or not you know. It's we always get into this discussion, right? We always have this this social media thing that we do every time we discover something like this, and it's almost within seconds it's well i'm still going to enjoy the show it doesn't bother me or oh i can't enjoy you know like immediately we get into the moralizing of watching or not watching and right that's a pretty complex topic like you say it's i mean maybe this is just the one time we know enough maybe other casts that we've from shows i've enjoyed and watched before they've said worse done worse and hope we just don't know it i don't know right all we can work with is what we know and this is a just the you know it seems very simple it's just the voice of a belt right but as you say it's pretty critical and you're going to hear it for the hype moments and, yeah oh yeah you know it's and knowing that up front i i can't not think about it yeah so yeah. for for me i especially combined with toei making it clear they don't want us to watch it and how you know, my backlog is so deep already i was going to be scrambling to you know find that time it's like maybe it's just not even you know, if this is how it's going to be, if this is what we're going to do, yeah. maybe I'd just rather not watch it at all. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely skipping it at least for now. I, I don't really feel you know comfortable, and it seems to be the general vibe is like, hey, you know, for, for, for myself, it's it's kind of a bridge too far. I'm good I'm washing my hands of it. Yeah. You know what? Whether you at home that doesn't bother you or not. I mean, again, who knows what terrible things people think or believe or whatever on you know kind of your various other things we enjoy nothing is made by a single person but this is a pretty prominent this is usually how it goes right it's a very prominent person on the crew who has done this aren't like you know their secret journal thoughts late at night that are a bit risque it's like stuff they're posting pretty you know he's posting pretty publicly on social media yeah yeah, this wasn't like, like a, a yearbook photo uh, somebody dug up, which is, you know, <laughs> those are gross also, <laughs> but... Yeah, right. But this yeah, was like but, a, uh, yeah, uh, just yeah. posting a silly teehee, nah. Oh, right, nah, yeah, it's and it's, <laughs> there's really no excuse there, no. and it just kind of already, it's it really sours the mood right out the gate, and it's like, now I just, you know, I've lost all appetite for it, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to have like a 
I'm a moral person because I didn't watch it, or if you do, you're an immoral person. Like, right. you know, that's... I don't, at this point, I don't my... really care what somebody else is doing. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, really. If you're watching it at home and enjoying it, it's almost like, I mean, I don't really care. Like, yeah. But for me, that, that soured it so immediately, I'm like, man, come on. You know? Right. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to look at the high-res scans yet. They were still pixelated, and then this comes out, too. It's like, man, come on. This is ridiculous. Yeah, so. right. Um, I'm past it. I guess on the subject, on the subject of some but more positive, newer things. So I didn't get to watch all. I guess there's three episodes of Ultraman Triggered now. Um, I, yeah, there I are got, three. I, mm-hmm. I did. I did watch the first one last night, and then part of the second one today. I intended to finish the second one, but didn't happen. But uh, the the vibe seems really cool. I had seen some of the designs or screenshots of it a couple, I guess, months ago at this point. And um, I don't know how common this is, but the uh, the evil trio that's in the promo images seem real. I was like, wow, this is... I don't think I've seen this before. But I'm also not yeah. that tuned in. <laughs> at least in the promotional art to be touting um, a bo- <laughs> boss babe. <laughs> and her, and her, two, her two cronies, the skinny, swordy guy and the big, muscly guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the ultra context seems new to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that actually new? It seems... So... Uh, you could speak to this better, I think. Well, uh, so, yeah. So, I've also... Uh, I've watched all three, oh, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't even realize that it had hit just yet. And, the, and you reminded me, like, hey, it's out. You need to watch it before it goes off. So, I watched the first two. And then the other, like two nights ago or whatever when the first episode dropped as two nights ago of this recording uh i I went and watched the third one too no i really really like it also um now in terms of the trio i think it's carmara i believe is her name either carmilla or (laughs) carmilia i think i think this this yeah i think the subs were saying yeah i think they were saying carmara um so her and her two goons uh like you said it's like sorty sorty mick uh mick swoosh and then the other guy he just kind of looks like an up armored uh lord zed right uh which i dig uh he's yeah. like Rome, flex he's ripple like roman <laughs> yeah he's like greco roman wrestling lord zed which i totally vibe with yeah um, you, you have to post yeah, him, and... he has to show up oiled up and posing every time like <laughs> in terms of um in terms of whether these sort of like, uh, like evil ultra figures have a, like if that's like an established thing. Now, as far as I know, that this is supposed to be a new version of Tiga, which is from when was hold on when was Tiga? Tiga. This is the 25th anniversary of Tiga, so that would have been wow. 90. No math 96. Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Tiga was the um. Tiga was kind of the, I think, the first of the kind of modern, the sort of modern Ultras, because I think after, was it after Ultraman 80, the series kind of went into one of those kind of fallow periods where it just, they didn't really do, they didn't do too much with it for a long time. And I think this that was the first series back after a while. Now, if mem- I haven't seen Tiga, but, you know, if memory serves, like the Dark Giants and stuff were like a part of that. Like, I think it's a callback, or at the very least, I, I know that we've, at least in the modern era, you know, Ultra's really been playing, playing around a lot with the idea of sort of like dark, you know, instead of Warriors of Light, Warriors of Dark, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Belial, who's been the sort of frequent villain quite a few times here in recent history, 
and this, uh, there's there's quite a few of them running around now. I don't know if it's quite gotten to the place where, like with the Warrior of Light, there's one every season, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think it's quite gotten to that place where they always have a Warrior of Darkness. But they've become the idea of this sort of antithesis, like anti ultra vibe, is definitely something they've been playing with a lot in the modern era. And I I think was in Tiga too, but I haven't seen Tiga. It is it does kind of get hard ultraman is you know it has that i think we've talked about this before there's no middle ground lore there's either like total surface level uh you just enjoy whatever show you're watching and then there's there's no middle and then there's like the giga brain you know everything you're plugged into how all the stuff connects right yeah (laughs) and they've certainly like i mean they've done a lot of stuff where they have characters who are like not necessarily explicitly called warriors of darkness like with these with these characters like with Carmira and her goons like they're very explicitly called like dark warriors like they're like they're clearly framed as like evil mirrors of ultras mm-hmm. but there's or like somebody like Belial it's pretty clear he's supposed to be an evil ultra just from his like design yeah even then, to the point of like corrupted ultra right like he's, yeah, he's jagged yeah. and, and spiky where ultras mm-hmm. may not in spots where ultras may not be like right yeah. yeah he's definitely meant to be like evil you know dark dark hato ryu in the black gi right like he's meant to be like the the villainous version um but with a lot they've, they've definitely been playing a lot with characters who like kind of exist in that space but i don't know if they explicitly call them dark warriors like i think juggler is a good example juggler's juggler from um uh orb yeah i was he orb yeah he was orb he he was a really great character in Orb as well, but I don't know if they ever really explicitly. Now I didn't see Orb Origin, so maybe I'm I'm just talking out my behind here. In the original series, I don't think they necessarily explicitly called him like I am the evil, an evil Ultra, right? But they're clearly doing that here with with Trigger. They're like, no, these are evil Ultras. Like Carmira is like big and silver. And it's there's like implications of their like past history and stuff, which I I dig. I think that's a cool thing. Right. So she's got a laser whip. Yeah. I mean, we all love it. Giant lady with laser whip. I mean, sign me up. (laughs) All right. But no, I've been really digging the the show quite a bit. Um, It reminds me of watching Z last year or watching G Mm -hmm. um, because I missed I missed Tyga and I missed RB. Although I've got RB, I got the physicals. I'm I'm queuing that up, but you know, watching Z and Jeed week to week, it, it's got that same kind of exciting energy. Um, it's a a really solid early start. I like the whole thing with the sort of protagonist being kind of a botanist. Although of course he mentions Riley and Riley or whatever yeah. in the first episode, so I'm like, oh, we're going we're going Cthulhu. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's, uh, we're going. <laughs> that, that was like what? Like really? <laughs> is this really happening can't believe it <laughs> it is a, it is a, a suspicious kind of flower as well i, I wonder what that how yeah that will play out yeah and the little the little backpack bubble thing that he keeps it in that's um, a cat cat traveling I, bubble <laughs> yeah <laughs> when your plant is your cat mm-hmm. so like i like the i like the kind of core cast i like their cool battleship thing they've really you know the the, the sort of what are they called the organization uh, guts select, right? Guts. I was I was like, it's not guys, but it's really close. Yeah, it's guts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like thinking about that a lot. 
than that. <laughs> I I dig their like um their uniforms look really good. Yes. The white white and red and black is like really really sharp look I think especially with the like predominant clean white and then you got like the red like the red down the middle the black on the sleeves like I think it's a really good look. Yeah. Um, like if I had one complaint about Z from last year. As much as I liked the goons, like or the the sort of their little special squads or whatever, mm-hmm. the kind of gray jumpsuit fatigues were a little boring. Like there wasn't really. Yeah, like, it was just the. Kind of... I mean, st- storage as well. I think was kind of it was funny, but it was kind of a plain name yeah. for an organization. Um, for yeah, better or it worse. wasn't much fun. Yeah. Um, it was it was a little too plain for me. I like Z a lot, yeah. but that was a little too plain. Yeah, in terms I of like the, these uniforms better. Right, right. I mean, it, yeah, it definitely worked. I think that they used it very well. Mm-hmm. I think they made the jumpsuits look cool, but yes, they were still like gray, gray jumpsuits. Yeah, part of why part of why I come to Tokusatsu is for all the color. Like, I like seeing color yes. and vibrancy, and you know, exciting looking superheroes. So, like, this was. Like it was a bit of a letdown last time, but I I do like these new uniforms. I like their cool battleship. It, it's a it's a good setup so far. I think uh, I guess if I have one, I mean I, I kind of have to look at some images here. I guess if I have one minor complaint, it's that I kinda am struggling to really tell. Let me see. Let me pull up Tiga because like it, it is interesting I'm, how uh, fervently they are promoting Tiga even in the title card. Like yeah, it's new generation Tiga. Like it's not. It can't just be its own. I mean, no, I'm, clearly and... they are making callbacks to it, or they're very deliberate yeah, and like, in that. But also, and I get that. I get like I I I'm 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 a big fan of the fact that Ultra uses its history that yeah. way. But like the suit is, I thought I was like, wait, do I am I thinking of the wrong Ultra? Because I was like, it looks just like Tiga, and then I looked at Tiga, and I was like, no, it looks just. Like that's literally just what he looks like. Like the new suit is a, it's like just kind of it's it's new Tiga. Like it's literally just. Tiga. Oh, I see. So, is it streamlined? Like, or are there any like? It almost differences? it. The only difference that I can kind of see is that the gold on his like the his little stripy gold things. It seems like on trigger. They like in Tiga. They kind of look like they just kind of go over the shoulders. Yeah. But on in Trigger, it looks like when they more kind of spread out and almost become like a shoulder pauldron, kind of like the uh, Sixth Ranger and Zoo Ranger, you know, the, the green with the gold shoulder stuff. It almost is that big. Right. Not quite. But it's a little bit more like that gold armor piece type vibe. Um, so that's, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I, I mean, I love the Tiga design. If you're going to copy a design, that's a good one to copy. But... I'm just a little. I think it's very the variations are more different because from what I remember, because like the very little Tiga I saw was like they they I remember they had dubbed it and I think they put it on Fox Kids or something or or, I I don't know what it was but I remember like being surprised like oh they're doing like an Ultraman show and they're dubbing it. (laughs) I I remember the forms mostly being different colors and I could be wrong. I'm just not. I'm not even Mm -hmm. looking right now. But I, I'm trying to pull it from memory, and I just remember him shifting colors for whatever he needed I uh, see. for I combat. See. But it looks to me, at least in this, in the promo images, that there's a the the, the silhouette changes mm. when with the uh, was it mu- what's muscle form or something? It's like the first one he gets, right? Yeah, and that's I, that seems what is pretty different, like and mm-hmm. primarily red as well as like the muscle suit kit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I definitely, I like, I like it a lot. I mean, I just that's my, I guess, my one disappointment, if you could even call it that. I guess I have gotten a little spoiled on the past few Ultra seasons, the way they've done the sort of fusion looks, right? Because I, I the thing I like about those fusion looks, and I think we've talked about this quite a bit, but I, the thing that I like about them is that you get to have the kind of visual callback to the classics while at the same time you're doing something new with mm-hmm. them. So you kind of get to have your cake and eat it too. And I like that. So this is just like straight up, like, no, this is just Tiga. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's because I don't, I haven't seen Tiga. So like, I'm not as hyped for it in that sense. Like I like the design, but I haven't seen Tiga. So to me, it's like, so this is just Tiga again. Um, <laughs> so maybe, maybe, you know, maybe if, if you saw Tiga, It'd be more hyped to be like, yeah, it's just like Tiga. I love this. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I can't tell. But otherwise, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm eager to. I hope I can keep up with it and not fall off like I did with Z. Yeah. Somewhere around ten or ten or twelve or something, I hit a snag, couldn't watch, and you know it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I got, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks to me. It looks like it's more than just the colors. Also, the, the way the knees are, if you look at the... Um, shoot, I should have saved it so I could send it to you. Oh, I see what you mean. There's more. There's like more gold. There's more gold. On the knee, like, um, if you look at Tiga's... And on the wrist. If you look at Tiga's, it's more like a color swap. Or at least that's what's coming up in my... Um, that's coming up in my Google image search. Uh, mm-hmm. There's silver on the knees here. And then I would say that the... He does look a little bit more muscular in the red form. In tr- mm-hmm. Trigger does, anyway. I think the ears have more of yeah. a gold accent, too. Do Ultras have ears? Can Ultras Well, you know what I'm saying. Know. Like, the, the edging. <laughs> yeah, his his nubs. Yeah, where ears <laughs> may go. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to see more of it so I can really give it a proper shape. But I, I did like what I saw. But I want to know about this uh, dream, dreaming of uh, coming from light or darkness or... Mm-hmm. I I really dig it. You know, I, I'm I'm a very big fan of. I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about Ultra right now, yeah. but I, I'm I'm very impressed with modern Ultra stuff, particularly just because the I think there's really something to be said for the like sticking to somewhere in the you know 25 episode range yes. and really dialing up a lot of the sets in terms of their quality and all that, like it's just really, it looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, just thinking about that, give... that, the, the transformation sequence that they used for Z, I'm still in my head. It feels so sharp. Like it's so God, so good. So good. So cosmic. Man, and that theme song kicks in. Ultra Z! Yeah. And like the, the music kicks yeah. in. It's so, it's so, so good. I want, a little, so I want, good. I want that feeling again. Yeah, definitely. I, it's interesting you bring that up because Trigger almost feels subdued by comparison because Z was so intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultraman Z was just like that's that's like where the grabs you by the that's shirt. where the storage uniform <laughs> shines because it's so plain on that like cosmic with that cosmic backdrop and the triangles. Yeah, like oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, it's nice. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. I also have to say I have to give it up to Ultra uh, to Super Eye Productions because like they do all they they keep in all the commercials they don't <laughs> d- put subtitles under them but they just keep in a bunch of commercials and stuff like you know Ultraman yeah. live shows coming to you know some stage in Japan yep. and like I'm sitting there like I want to buy a ticket like I want to yeah. be 
six years old sitting in the front row of an Ultraman show watching these characters do this stuff like it's or they'll be like here's an Ultraman card game you can buy at a store that's not in America but I'm like I want and then and then you could insert the cards into a machine in an arcade and something crazy will happen yeah yeah like I want those Mm -hmm. like that those commercials look there's a reason that in the 80s like after after all that stuff and with the 80s cartoons and stuff they they made it so you can't show the commercials for the show that you're like they, I don't know if that's like a broadcast thing. Like you can't like, because of all that stuff they used to do with stuff like GI Joe and Transformers, where they'd have the episode and cut to commercial, and it was commercials for the toys of the show you're currently watching. Like you can't do that anymore because it's really effective. <laughs> oh, was that right? <laughs> I didn't. Is, I mean, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. I knew about some of the commercial rules. Like you couldn't have the toys sort of flying around because that was like. Anything, any, any sort of thing the toys are doing, some kid had to do. Had to be right. doing it, right? Yeah. Well, one of one of these things is you can't be showing the commercials of the show itself in its own commercial breaks. That's kind of a thing that they've uh, they've got they've cracked down That's on uh, because, as you can see, it's wow. it's it's really eff- it's really really effective. I'm like, I'm watching yeah. Ultraman commercials for Ultraman merch. I'm like, I want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's super effective. It is. Like, oh, they're doing they're doing uh, SHV arts. Oh, they're doing ultra arts right now for for Tiga as an anniversary yeah. thing. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. But no, it's good stuff. I hope I hope folks check it out or get a chance to. I mean, by the time this comes out, Ooh. you'll probably have missed your chance to see the first one. I, I kind of so. wish they would at least keep the first one up indefinitely, like at least the first one. You know, um, the rest. Yeah, I understand um, they have some kind of policy that they're following to do it, but just like at least to get yeah. people into it, and then sure, you know? sure. I think now. I think I don't know. I think that Ultraman Z is back up on their channel now, if memory serves. Like I was while I was watching Trigger, I noticed that some of the yeah. So I think they've now re-uploaded a bunch of those. Hmm. So it's like they started doing it a couple months ago, and they're all just like up. Like you can just watch Z now. So I think that's what they're doing. At least that seems to be what they're doing. They're you know keeping it so that you have to stick with it when it's the currently airing thing. But then the next, the following year, they, you know, they'll just roll them back out. So, you know, like I'm going to, I plan to go back now, now that I know that they're back um, and rewatch the rest of Z because I'm pretty sure I got to 11 or 12. I don't remember hmm. now. But so even if you've missed Trigger, just hang around till next year. It'll so come is the whole, around, so. the entirety of, up, of it up or were they rotating episodes as well? No, I. I'm looking right now in the, on the uh, Ultraman official oh. channel, and you know, at least as of this recording, episode one, episode two, episode three, like they don't have it in a convenient playlist. Right. That would be nice, but they're all oh. up here full okay. length. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm gonna go back and watch yeah. them now. I gotta find uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize they were doing that until I started watching Trigger, and I was like, wait a minute, some of the Z stuffs back up. Oh, do they have it all up Fantastic. here? You know, so that's great. Yeah, that was really nice. So I intend to finish that because Z was really really good like i said whenever we recorded this uh, you know we, we talked about it on that episode but that the episode seven the one that uh koichi sakamoto um directed is probably one of my favorite tokusatsu things just like yeah. ever I, I just completely blown away by what they did in 22 minutes of television for children I yeah really, i can't yeah, believe that it was, <laughs> that was beautiful
Okay, yeah. So do we want to uh, get into Mabius tonight? Yes. <laughs> a lot to cover. It's, I guess you can tell it's been a while since we've we've done this. We had a lot to, yeah, we had a lot yeah. to well, discuss. Well, I thought it was good to catch good to catch up with friends yeah right? <laughs> yeah so let's i guess quickly just recap the the week because we did watch 23 24 and 25 off off the air mm-hmm. the f- 23 was some kaiju was trapping people in their own memories or traveling back in time to a time that they were thinking of and and I, they were mm-hmm. planning on like trapping them but also planning on killing them at that time so right. Marina gets, um, because her I guess the, the 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 signal was that people would hear ocean waves, and this would be the thing that lets you mm-hmm. know that it's about to happen. They sent her in to go investigate. Right. I, I she she goes in with like a detective or an agent that she thinks is, that she, um, turns out to be an imposter. It's an alien pretending to be this person uh, whose whose uh, yeah. planet I guess was destroyed by this time monster and uh yeah chronorm i believe is its name chronorm i think yeah that sounds right so she goes back in time to uh, a time that was really hard for her that she also didn't really remember uh mebius has to search has to chase her find the spot follow her through time and then together Mm -hmm. with the pretend with the imposter alien they they sort of help young marina with her grief as her grandpa i think had, had died around this time as well as you know maybe mm-hmm. travel back in time with you somehow by the way mirai's here <laughs> and <laughs> to help defeat the chronorm with um the alien's help so that was a really cool that was a really cool like marina marina episode uh 24 we sort of have a new threat show up Called, named Yapul. Uh, I can sort of picture it, but not really. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm supposed to know this one. I feel bad that I don't. Um, <laughs> but this this is the, the new thing, because everything sort of calmed down. We have some... I really do want to just discuss it, so I want to just speed through this part. So, uh, the new threat shows up. Uh, I, the character, the, the monster's name is Yapul, and the first thing that it does after ruining, like, a guy's celebration day... The first thing it does is body snatch Ryu and sort of maybe draw some suspicion towards Mirai because he acted kind of funny at during the guy's celebration. Mm-hmm. The it gets it gets pretty hairy, like uh he, he he in Ryu's body he actually has a gun drawn at Mirai and everyone sort of doesn't really know what to do until the, the, the Captain Sakomizu tends to Captain Sakomizu just happens to be out and shows up the last minute to, to fix it. They end up defeating this new monster that has a different... They're calling it like a... a, a I forget what, they, forget what they phrase. It's like an ultimate weapon rather than a standard kaiju. Or like a, okay, right, a different right. monster weapon or something. Mm-hmm. Mirai has to... They do the thing where uh, uh, the, the person who's being possessed gets a message out. And tells them it's fine and they'll be fine. Go ahead and shoot me. <laughs> and Mirai, Mirai shoots us <laughs> to shoot me with a chest to get him out of it. And uh, ultimately they defeat whatever the um, the the weapon is that they had summoned together. Ryo ends up being okay. It's he he the bullet was enough to sort of knock him out and also get rid of the thing that was possessing him because it it uh, it got his his phone that was in his chest pocket. <laughs> Um, and then mm-hmm. episode 25, 
they're continuing the story with uh, Yapul's monster weapons. And they introduce a new character, Professor Fujisawa, who's like really quirky scientist lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gives everybody these really funny nicknames. And they, I, I wasn't prepared for this, but they do a whole, I don't know what you call that dance. But they do a whole, <laughs> uh, it's like a salsa. I is it like a salsa dance? It's definitely it's like Spanish influence. Sort of like, I guess. like yeah, like Spain, as in like like mainly right. in Spain, like on in Europe. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> where it falls uh, mainly on the plane. <laughs> you son of a. George and Professor Fujisawa. Oh, what's her name? Ayame. Uh oh. They they. It seems like they're into each other, and they do a whole thing about that. They have a, a very very sweaty dance. <laughs> That ev- a very sweaty that, yeah that everyone's watching <laughs> and she deliberately baits the uh, the current monster draggery which i guess is like a, a a a moth or like a bug bug dragon thing um into possessing her it sure yeah is something. Some, some weird things happening there <laughs> it, it trick she tricks it into possessing her because it's it's from uh, it's a failed weapon from 30 years ago or something that is sort of hooked on its old uh, instructions, and mm-hmm. she tricks it into into doing something that gets its true form out because it was sort of avoiding getting attacked, as well as them introducing a new type of meteor ability that lets them uh, they the the weapons keep sort of punching through dimensions to show up. There's it, it this like great effect where they like crack out of the sky and then they just drop into the scene and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh their this new meteor ability lets them seal it up so that they can't escape when they when they when it gets a little too hot so they get to use that on it and defeat ultimately defeat draggery so it's one thing Mm -hmm. one more thing down as we're building towards something with yapple presumably Uh, i think that covers the what of it, right? Okay. Whew. Yeah, that's, okay. that's basically the what. So, what did you? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I'll I'll take the, the mic for a second, so you, Thank you can you. rest. You can get a drink. Um, <laughs> coming out of this trio, uh, I really liked all three. I think tw- uh, twenty three, the one with um, Marina and the bike and like her memories, yes, was probably the strongest thematically. Really, really good stuff. I think the imagery. It was a little, you know, anytime you have, like, dreams and time and all that kind of stuff, it's going to get a little wibbly-wobbly in terms of, like, okay, like, practically what's happening here. But the whole thing with her, like, the the scenes with, with her, like, as a young girl and her grandfather and siblings, like, working on the bike and stuff together, I thought was really, really powerful. Like, I thought those were just, like, re- some really special scenes. And I think particularly the the sequence where she's like throwing paper planes and then like she, she like sees her grandfather catching them, but then it like, he disappears and you see the plane land in the grass. And then it like the camera like flips around and like starts panning back. And it's just like the whole like yard area she's in. is just full of all these paper planes, like really haunting and like really powerful imagery. I thought, Again, for what's a 22-minute yeah, episode right. of children's television to sell action figures. Really, really, really powerful. Just an excellent moment, I thought. Then the the, the, the Cronor monster is 
just a goofy delight i think like for, for for a monster that was you know messing with minds and things the so anytime you have a, a kind of a wobbly goofy creature suit like that that has yeah. the, the stalking the stalk eyes i don't know there's something just really what, fun the, and ridiculous the about thing that, that i was thinking of reminded me of was uh, maybe it, it's had a similar build to the old nexus monsters there's a monster in nexus that sort of looks like the giant yeah. slug snail thing and I think you end up seeing, at least in the beginning that mm. I'd seen, you end up seeing a lot more of those than you see like a, a straight up, you know, bipedal kaiju. So that's that's sort of what was on my mind yeah, when I was yeah. seeing the Cronorm. Um, but yeah, strong agree mm-hmm. with the uh, the yard full of paper planes. Like it's so, I guess, so desperate. It's so, and she, uh, she's she's grieving. I mean, she's dealing yeah. with grief. You get a little mm-hmm. bit like when it gets like dramatic child acting <laughs> in Tokusatsu sometimes, like uh, the the child is crying mm-hmm. again or whatever, <laughs> or like you know the because she's like oh she's strong she um, right she'd never cry around us said one her one of her brothers, um, and you know they do the thing with the arm over their face and you know the, it doesn't need to be that close so we just they're crying I guess and then you get. Uh, the kid version of Marina, and she's like really crying. <laughs> like, dang, geez, all right, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, at that point, the um, the the what is it? I don't. I'm not familiar with this. I don't know if it was a reference to to an old another thing. The 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 imposter alien was like alien angel or something. Like it almost seemed like it was from another show. Uh, not familiar. Yeah, with I, I don't know. This fellow. This this gentleman. I, I, oh, I got it, but this oh, guy. No, I agree. So weird and so, like, what a delight he was. Just, oh, we're going to buy two crepes and two drinks, and I'm going to eat both crepes at fast forward speed. <laughs> what's what's happening? <laughs> I, I mean, I really that enjoyed was really it. Crazy. It's not a minus. Yeah, by any means. It was so, it was so surprising. Um, and then even when he introduces himself, he like he sticks his hand out for a handshake and then like, here's a flower, lady. Wait, just kidding. The flower is yeah. not real or something. Like it's so, just a real oddball <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. Um, I think the things like the double crepe thing are a really great example of how like that was a great way of both having a nice comedy moment, but also showing how, uh, you know, he was an alien. Um, even before really revealing it, right? Like him doing because it's obviously socially yeah. very unacceptable to do that to somebody. But he's like, no. Nah, and then he it. took the drink. Like, so, I thought that was really great. Wonderful. Is there anything else? Yeah, it was that was really great. No, that was the yeah. main main stuff I think for that one. Um, how did we feel about uh, twenty four with the, the red I eyes? Love, and, I love it's so that. cheesy. It's so cheesy to do the red eyes staring at the fisheye lens, but it worked, and it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. And maybe a screaming at a crowd of making a child cry, it it worked very well for just making him look like a maniac. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. who are you? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> show yourself. <laughs> it's very Jack Bauer. Yeah. Who are He's you working this. for? 
who are you working for? Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed that. Yeah. And I called it. I knew I knew the thing. I mean, you know, they, they set it up pretty early and you, you, you kind of knew that that would be the thing. But the, the one thing that would shake Ryu out of his uh, his uh, possession for for just a moment were the ultra vows. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that combined with the uh, the the phone, him <laughs> getting really mad about the phone afterwards, and then in the next episode you see him painting it because it because it was it's so important to him that he's very carefully painting mm-hmm. the flames back on his phone. His burning, his burning heart. Yeah, <laughs> and then oh, the the, the oh yes, the effect that they use. I would say even more because the, the where the the weapons show up and they crack through the sky. I love, I love it. Like, oh I, yeah, my yeah. jaw dropped when it happened just because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like this is serious now. But I will, I will, I. I to yeah <laughs> i do want to say that i enjoy more the shot of them peeking through the crack than them actually jumping through the crack <laughs> yeah like there, there's oh, something much more sure. intimidating yeah. of some, about something like looking <laughs> into your dimension and attacking you remotely but as soon as they jump out and you see their funny legs uh landing softly delicately on the ground um while shaking it a little bit it's it's sort of takes takes the wind out of me a little bit (laughs) i still enjoy it but it went from like whoa to oh my god like you know to it's very very different yeah Uh, i still appreciate it i still really enjoy it um because especially that first time it happens like the freaking the the sky cracks this thing like peeks through winks it at ryu and then possesses him or no he like dragged him into it like vacuumed him through the dimension or something right because he disappeared and maybe maybe it's passed out or maybe i passed out in that moment so it was very very right. dramatic and intimidating in a way that didn't really match up to the full 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 reveal of the shot <laughs> yeah. yeah it's one of those those situations where it's like uh you know a horror horror movie where it's like scarier mm-hmm. when you haven't seen the monster so to speak <laughs> You know, like it's it's more intimidating when they're on the other side of that effect, and then they jump through, and it's like, yeah, uh, lost a bit of its magic yeah, there. <laughs> that's fine. I will, I will say, especially but of these three episodes, Vakushim yes. or whatever the, the the sort of kaiju for this one, who is the sort of bluish monster with yeah. the sort of like oven hands and the orange face. I think he was like, I think yes. it was a very pleasantly simple monster. Chronorm and uh, Dragory, the the one for the episode after yeah. this, are both like really busy designs, uh, and that's not a bad thing. But like Bakashima is just like he looks like a toy monster, and it was just kind of nice seeing Ultraman fight like what is clearly a like dinosaur shaped monster monster thing. It just I don't know. It was yeah. like, oh look at you, you're just like an orange head. Yeah, I, I don't want to be too mean to Dragory here. <laughs> I don't want to bully Dragory, but Dragory had a lot, maybe a little too much going on in like one area, like. The face is yeah. like we have like yeah. a dragonfly with the compound eyes. We have like a saber tooth, tiger teeth, and then what if like funny ears and antenna and horns or something? And then it's just a long neck lizard past that with funny feet. Like, yeah, 
it was like and shaped like a like a bottle of uh, salad dressing, like very thin at the top, and then just like super wide, like tapering out to be just like yeah huge at the bottom. I was like, what am I looking yeah. at here? This is not a pleasing design. I got a. I will say that in episode twenty five, I got such a big belly yeah. laugh out of like when Draggery tries to escape. And they stop yeah, him. Oh, and he yeah. just does like a side flop when, from the sky. When, <laughs> just, <laughs> when he's falling out of the sky, he's tumbling. Like so, yeah. He goes straight up, right? He, he stops in midair, and the in the cut where he's falling, yeah. he's tumbling through there. There's a rotation going on there. But when he actually hits the ground, it's str- there's no more uh-huh. rotation. It's flat. It's a flat fall. They drop the the suit. <laughs> <laughs> like the cut the cut could have cut a little bit just a little i mean not the edit edit the video uh as we go here but the cut probably could have been right before it hits the ground rather than like a second or two before that because the the the, the all of the the road <laughs> the torque of the shot is gone it's it was ugh, just a just a, a heavy pillow hitting the ground <laughs> Uh-huh. It reminded me of like when I was a kid, um, we oh, had no. uh, uh, those like wrestler, like little uh-huh. wrestle buddies, like those stuffed little wrestle guys that were wrestlers, like WCW wrestlers and stuff. Like you had like Hulk Hogan and Jake the Snake and stuff, but they were like these little, I don't know, maybe foot and a yeah. half, two foot tall, like pillow wrestler figures. And like, you know, you could like do wrestling moves and stuff with them. It just kind of yeah. like that. You're just like dropping him, like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was Do you have anything else for twenty four? Are we basically in twenty five at this point? I th- I, th- I think we're good on twenty four. Um, so into twenty five. Now twenty five had some terrific comedy. This was a very yes, funny episode. One hundred percent. Everything they were doing with George was just. I could not look away. Like I covered my mouth. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. From like him meeting Fujisawa to their immediate mutual attraction to Mar- mm-hmm. in every every shot and i don't know if this is something that we were supposed to infer up until this point but marina is so frustrated with with maybe uh, yes. it's cuz he's so straight faced most of the time except for when he's goofing with ryu uh but for mm-hmm. him to be head over heels for fujisawa and her to reciprocate that yeah. she's she's like it's a, it's absurd. Like it's like I didn't know that you were like. Are you into him? Is this a problem? Yeah, that felt for like you? new information like, to me. <laughs> it was still funny, especially like, like she's so over it, like so over over how like happy they are. <laughs> she's like, stop, <laughs> just knock it off. Like, what is this? Like, and then when they're when everyone is somehow forced to watch this, uh, what did the salsa dance that? <laughs> this very. Oh gosh, that they, whole they scene. sprayed everybody down for that shot. Like he's soaked <laughs> in what is presumably sweat, and I still don't really know why they were doing it. But I'm glad that I saw it. Like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that was that that whole that whole dancing scene. I think the best part of the dancing scene, other than like completely ridiculous. Yeah like the close-in camera shots and everything, and them just being, like, soaked yeah. in sweat, was having the whole crew yeah. watch them. Why, why were and they like, watching them? Like, yeah, and the, the the commandant and his assistant, like, just, like, the cuts of them, like, shaking their faces. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, kind of imitating it, because they were like, ooh, I can do that. Look, 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 Mom, yeah. I can also do what's happening on TV. Like, 
<laughs> I got the moves too. Like, <laughs> oh what a what a great was... time! Fujisawa nailing everybody with nicknames, handing Ryu like a lollipop that he's genuinely enjoying. Like I thought, I thought my gut feeling would would be that he was. I was expecting him to get annoyed with it, but he just really she just handed him a lollipop and he just went to town on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Part of the lollipop is gone. Like it's a it's it's a cartoonish, big swirly lollipop. Like yeah, it, it was like what oh. is hap- what's happening? And he, she gave everybody these funny nicknames. I can't I can't remember now. And even I can't either. But she kind of dogged Mirai for a second, but then she was like, no no no, this guy's cool. Uh, the only person she really gave a hard time, which. I I, uh, I wasn't sure what the implication is because he started freaking out. Captain Sakumizu started freaking out when he heard that Fujisawa was coming. And uh, he, mm-hmm. he went to go brush his teeth, I guess, because she really can't deal with his coffee breath or whatever. <laughs> like, it was so... Right. I was like, uh, is he is he into her? Is he afraid of her? I don't... I can't tell based on his expression or overreaction here. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, that made itself clear mm-hmm. once she actually appeared. Oh, the whole, the whole thing about her like big brain scheme like with the like ah, i knew this was gonna happen so i like secretly planted a fake yeah. memory to like <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like, gotta be one of my favorite plots yeah. thus far i was like oh this is some this is some like you know <laughs> some real big brain planning we're doing here like i'll plan a fake memory yeah. so that when they take me out like <laughs> yeah and then not only do we have that, we have we have George jumping into the water, swimming over to something and catching it before it lands. Yeah, because the um, supposedly the the tool that they had created would cause an explosion if it landed in water. So when she's possessed right. by by Draggery, um, and Draggery believes that this will work, the counter the to counter uh, it be landing in the water. By the time he dove into the water, this thing <laughs> it would have landed like maybe he swam like it. It's not a very convincing cut of him swimming to it before it would touch the water, and right. you know it ends up being a, a ruse anyway. So it's not like it actually mattered, but just the uh, <laughs> it was just so over the top. And then uh, we get this. We I think we I forgot that we had this, but we had a hint that George was a afraid of the ocean and so everybody sort of chalked it up Mm. to him not uh, being able to swim and end up being a chain of uh i guess unfortunate events (laughs) (laughs) encounters with the sea from unexpected aquatic surprises to food poisoning to just a all-around bad time and then uh, even though i think maybe there was a little bit of um this moment of uncertainty here as to whether or not Fujisawa was actually into George, but she she said she tells him once she has some free time that they ought to go on a date in the in the ocean or to the ocean, and she loves scuba diving. And he has it seems like he's uh, he's got to do something about that. <laughs> yeah. His whole thing about like going through like oh no the seasickness and all the you know like exaggerating that was that was really great but i thought it's a very interesting i guess character i I don't know i didn't peg that for sure i was like ah this guy's probably got you know ocean like 
probably had a bunch of bad experiences at the sea one time. It's just an interesting character trait on an already really unique and kind of odd character, yeah. I think. Yeah, you have Mr. Cool Guy. The ultimate cool guy. <laughs> the ultimate yeah. and cool. <laughs> but no, it was a good it was a good stretch of episodes, yeah, I thought. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of fun to be had. Uh, I'm ready to watch another one. How about you? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do this thing. And we're back. So that was episode 26 of Ultraman Mebius. Yeah. That was uh, that was a pretty cool toy. Pretty cool toy commercial that we just saw. <laughs> we got to complete the set. It wasn't just the... Look. Look. I want to buy the toy. I want to buy the toy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Oh yeah, he does like I wasn't even point. thinking about the set being like another piece of it, but yet here we are. Uh, of course it is. Uh, I'm sure they'll all combine them in, in a future point. But um, <clears throat> real quick, so let's let's sum up what we just saw. <laughs> Fujisawa was working on a, a semi-permanent solution to stop these dimensional cracks of Yuppel energy. So what they announced or revealed to us was that the Phoenix Nest actually can transform into a flight mode. Where they have like a cannon that they intend to aim at one of these, and so the aim at one of the uh, cracks forming, so they can't just keep mm-hmm. sending these super beasts. I called them like monster weapons or something. I could not remember what it's called, but the super beasts were being sent through this. We find out mm-hmm. that Fujisawa and Deputy Inspector Misaki were are were old friends, so they've known each other. As they're leaving the lab, a crack appears. And even though Captain Sakumizu is able to seal it up, a missile gets through and nearly hits him, puts him in the hospital. The new monster, Verkron, the whole thing is just launching Itano circuses. <laughs> like, just, just <laughs> going crazy with these spines <laughs> on his back that are actually missiles. So unfortunately, because Sakumizu is hospitalized, it turns out he is one of the few people one of two people that can actually authorize or, or command flight mode for Phoenix Nest. And Misaki, it turns out Misaki's the other one that can do it. But it doesn't, I mean, we don't really see her in combat, so it would be, ends up being a lot of pressure that it, she tries to, sh- it seems that she's trying to shoulder all of that weight on her own. I don't know if the implication is that she would be the only one running it and she would be doing it solo. It, it was very um, unclear, but bureaucracy seemed to be getting in the way there. Mm-hmm. we sort of have like a, a confrontation where team guys is like, don't worry about it. We'll take responsibility. Let's help. Let us help you do this. And sort of as she's accepting the, this responsibility and also that she would work with them, Captain Sakamiza kind of barely wakes up and then encourages them all to take on the 2D together as a team um, with, the, with the most dramatic mm-hmm. guy, Sally Go, that we've seen so yet so far (laughs) so we get a nice little builder montage where everybody's working on it with i can't remember his name right now but the the the, uh engineer yeah the The crew chief or whatever previously and together (laughs) including george looking at those uh those blueprints uh 
I mean, they they yeah. want him on that. They want him effort. on the team. <laughs> so they all work together and then get within four hours get uh, Phoenix Nest ready for flight mode and right right sort of right as Verker on attack. So everybody mobilizes. They try to deal with it, and another dimensional crack appears. Another Yapool. <laughs> Uh, super beast crack shows up uh, in the middle of combat sort of as they're kind of getting a handle on it and this is when uh, Sakomizu mm-hmm. shows up at the controls with, with the other team members and they they take off ready to seal it off but then we find out Verkaron also has a couple more missiles in its mouth that it's launching um, so this is just about like everything's sort of been handled with crew guys and then Mebius shows up to block the missile, really kind of just keep him, keep Verkaron under control while Crew Guys fi- fires the uh, dimensional dissolver and seals up the Apple energy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, they, they kind of clean up. It's a, it's a great just team teamwork episode. Everybody get all hands on deck episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, of course, Mebius mm-hmm. cleans up Verkaron. And everybody has a great, <laughs> we end up on a jumping freeze frame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when you know That's it was a good episode. Teamwork episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really fun one. I'm yep. glad we got. I'm glad we landed on this one. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely uh, on the fun end of the spectrum. But you know, the emotional moment with the captain was certainly the sort of emotional high watermark with him. You know, under the the oh, mask. Gosh, yeah. You know, in the hospital bed, whispering, "Guys, Sally, go!" Even though he's been out of commission the whole episode, and it was like, "Yeah, you know, that's really great." And obviously, the response from the crew was very much yeah. like, "Oh, Captain's yeah. still in it," and very like positive. But it really felt like a much heavier moment yeah. than than their reaction. I think led on. That was definitely the emotional core. I think, and then on top of that, like you said, it's a really good teamwork episode. I mean, Ultraman always as a series really leans into the assistance of, you know, guys or the science team or science patrol or whatever. Their support is always necessary. But seeing this episode where you have, like, all of them really contributing and, and reflecting on, you know, each each person's reflecting on um, kind of wh- why they're there and how they contribute. And it was, it was a really nice episode for what was... I don't know if I would necessarily call the... It wasn't really the villain that was the threat, per se. I mean, obviously, you have a giant kaiju that shoots yeah. missiles. That's a threat. But it was the threat was more like the captain's injured, you know, and that, that, that injury was more the threat, I think, than the kaiju. And the idea that, like, that that's what really is the... I mean, obviously, getting injured is a threat. But, like, we need, we need all of us together, working together to overcome the threats that we're up against, which is really kind of the more the lesson to walk away with, as opposed to it was, wasn't like specifically this villainous Kaiju per se, that was the threat. It was like, no, we need to, we need each other, but we're all here for each other, no matter what, and we're going to succeed no matter what. And that, that was, it was really nice. It was yeah. a really nice episode. Yeah, definitely agree. How do we feel about the Kaiju design for this one? I really liked it. I really liked the, um, the I guess the, what did you call it? You called it like a, a very soft, very huggable. <laughs> yeah, it's very squishy. Like it was a very yeah. like mushy kind of like billowy suit. I don't know how to describe it, but it was like yeah, not it was a lot of fluff. small parts, not like scales, but like chunks. Mm-hmm. 
or like she covered in Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a coral reef of Cheetos on its back. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Missiles. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dangerously glue- cheesy, oh, one might packing, say. Packing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> packing peanuts that are packing heat, uh, uh-huh. if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's that was the other thing I was going to say. Is, um, I liked the idea that... I mean, we've seen it already, but I just... I like the idea that this, the goal of Team Guys here was uh, to not only repel the monster as they typically do, mm-hmm. but to prevent Yapul from pulling pulling this off, like to to do throw another super beast at them by not letting these cracks open up again. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. something that MVS was really playing more of a support role for this time, yeah, rather than them supporting him in combat like yeah he sort of did the final blow but because of them you know presumably more can't just come through this way um yep we'll have mm-hmm. to figure something else out yeah so that was uh, i thought that was really cool yeah no i agree and the 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 team working together and like maybe it's very clearly like kind of because like the team when all the missiles are firing off like the phoenix nest when it's airborne shoots off this like big pulse of like energy that destroys a bunch of missiles and then later maybe it says the same thing like he kind of picks up on that trick and does it too yeah um so it's cool to see him learn from them and even tactically in that sense like because obviously we're used to mirai who's not a human in a traditional sense like learning about how to be with them and learning about humanity but he's also learning from them in combat too you know, yeah. he can, he's like, oh, that's a really great idea. I'll do that too. Um, so hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that this monster, <laughs> which has a thousand thousand Cheetos on its back that all shoot missiles. I like that in addition to that, it has missiles in its mouth, which are very, oh, yeah. cl- very clearly on racks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like the, it's yeah. just like it opens to this, like, I don't know, this, like, constructor set of like girders that have missiles where the back of it was just like this i don't know missile space where missiles just sort of flew out of but the one in its mouth was like very clearly like metallic and machine like i don't know yeah (laughs) it's a really weird right yeah because they launch off of its back you know still looking like cheetos but by the time you get to like the yeah the dog fighting uh dodging action they Mm -hmm. look like missiles but these ones were just just, 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 he just stuffed his cheeks yeah. beforehand. <laughs> just in like case. a squirrel. Like he was like yeah. packing them away. Like, I'm going to need these. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dogfighting, I'm glad you meant, because like the dogfighting in this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought. Uh-huh. And even we got some of the base, like the big base bird plane things, like flying around and shooting their cannons and, and doing stuff. It was really cool to see all that. You know, you had yeah. Yeah. A, a, a bunch of aerial stuff. You know, the aerial. The, like especially with the planes because there's quite a bit of plane action here yeah it doesn't i wouldn't say it's like oh my gosh it redefines how i think cg can work but it's really really good yeah cg that moves really quickly but doesn't feel like super unnatural like it's i think it's really hard hitting actually mm-hmm. which is impressive i think especially given how old the show is relatively yeah. speaking i mean you know 15 yeah. years ago i wouldn't say there's a lot of cg from 15 years ago that i think holds up anywhere near this well so i'm like really impressed well i mean honestly you know, there's there's some cg from within the year <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't even look it's it's 
maybe just out, flat out terrible. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> the the dogfighting is a very unique kind of one because you have ways that planes can move fictionally that mm-hmm. are palatable. But mm-hmm. then uh, the thing I'm thinking of right now is I think it's from Common Rider Saber where he's like running up some like platform. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? You see, you saw. Oh yes, yes. I I don't. I don't even know what the context is. I almost don't want to know, but it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, pretty pretty rough. I don't know what you could really do for that, and I, you know, it's. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right though. These are different things, but they're they're planes, and you just move them so quickly and throw in all the smoke effects and stuff, and it just kind of. I mean, a plane doesn't really do much other than like rotate. Yeah. really but yeah. i would say that you know because i think about uh i don't know if you've ever seen the old anime ova uh or even read the manga maybe uh area 88 have you ever no are you familiar with that no. it's also area 88 there was a video game adaptation that came out on snes and uh, it was a side-scrolling shooter you'd probably know it as un squadron if you played I don't think so all right it's a long roundabout way to talk about but area 88 was one of those shows that like the original ova is bubble era anime you know in the 80s and just looks gorgeous like these and it's because the whole premise is that they're like this mercenary fighter squadron and they fly you know at least in the 80s it was highly modern very modern aircraft on these dangerous missions and so seeing all these like gorgeously rendered like f4 phantoms and tiger sharks and stuff like that just like you it looks incredible to see these like machines you know hand animated and doing what they're doing and they did a a modern take on it i want to say in like 2013 maybe they did a new kind of version but of course all the planes were cg this time and man it was rough you know it was just really rough seeing going from really kind of the peak to to seeing the really rough renditions of those poor planes Mm. but i you know you would and you would think it wouldn't be that I don't want to say it wouldn't be that difficult, but a, a plane doesn't necessarily, the way it moves, it can be kind of static looking. And I think here in Mabius, you can see like these planes, you know, other than the kind of wing sweeping motions, they can kind of get away with moving them so quickly and throwing out these other effects that it all looks really natural and punchy. Yeah. I, th- this is sort of, this is, this is almost a tangent here or going off in too much of a tangent here, but there's a very interesting <laughs> Like we 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 actually started watching Futurama pretty recently again, like to, to oh yeah from the beginning. Love and that show. I am impressed with their blending of CGI. Like it's we we did watch the the newer Matt Groening series, uh, Disenchantment, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. Like it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad, and it's sort of nice to watch. I, I did sort of miss that sort of kind of humor and the way it mm-hmm. looks. Um, but Futurama still. And then CG is kind of odd in that space because it's it is a fantasy context. So when it shows up, and I, I know they're going for like a storybook kind of CG, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't want to be too rough on it, but it's just kind of like yeah, okay, like it's fine. But I'm I'm, right. I'm kind of blown away by what they were doing in the year 2000 with Futurama. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm not upset when I see it. It's like, it's, it's very appropriate. They did a shot where like Bender is a small head. What? No, it's just his head on a little robot car. It's just like a zipping around the planet express, the planet express ship, the way yeah. it moves through space like that. It's it, surprising to me how often, I mean, it's, it's, it's real easy to, to, to make it look bad or, or screw it up. 
but it it is i'm in awe of how they handled it then you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it looks really smooth. Like I know what you mean, like the way it like leaves the building and stuff. It yeah. all it all works pretty well. Right. The content definitely helps, I think. The sure. Sci-fi. Sure, <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. a that's a the 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 Futurama ship, right? The the delivery um Yes, Planet Express ship. Yes. Planet Express ship uh is in a it is a stylized, you know, even within the realm of CG, like that is a it's stylized to look like a cartoon drawing of a ship. Yeah. You know, it's not going for a realistic look. And so it ages very, very, very well. Yes. You know, and it, but, it, but it's what's impressive here, even with Mabius, is that these are, I wouldn't call them realistic looking, but they're not the most absurd toy plane yeah. look. Like they, they have a, a an air of a kind of practical military vibe to them. Yes, but they still end up looking pretty darn good. I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with, with what they are able to do here and make look. I guess the, I guess, I guess maybe the biggest thing here is that if if the CG was done poorly, these dogfighting scenes because they're pretty common would mm-hmm. be unwatchable, like unbearable. Yeah. Right. And they end up being really, really good scenes almost every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's I don't know if this is really a mentality that exists or not, but. It's, definitely what i would say that a young me wants is like the the wrestler or the the bear no i mean still that's my preference is the the sort of the bare-fisted action on the ground really appreciating ultraman and his sort of wrestling moves Mm -hmm. the super giant wrestling stuff but that the way that they blend in and and choreograph the dog fighting in the in as well you know they're vulnerable targets if they get slapped out of the air they're probably dead you know <laughs> yeah so, right <laughs> um, for, for the way they manage it i think is 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 exciting but also you know they're safe uh, except for when vemstar shows up who knows what could have happened that was horrible that was i still have nightmares about that yeah <laughs> oh vemstar well even even actually even in uh, episode 23 Maybe just kicks the back of the Cronorm and his leg gets stuck, and I'm like, "No, not this again! <laughs> not again! No!" <laughs> yeah, that was upsetting. That's funny. Yeah, no. So, uh, really good episode. That was a bit of fun, a bit of heart, and all kind of on the tail end of a trio of good eps there. So, so very good stuff. Do we want to? Do we have anything else to say before we want to go into Twitter questions? No, I think I'm ready. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Bagel14 uh, asked us if we'd seen uh, Trigger, but we talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Yes, very um, good question. Thank you for asking. That. Yeah, a good question, and we I think we answered it in detail. Rory Dropkick asked, what do you guys like best or dislike about the team synergy of guys Sally Go? I love <laughs> that they're all civilians. Like, mm-hmm. they all had a civilian life before this, and that they're just sort of, you know, they're... <laughs> <laughs> they probably could have recruited like actual pilots by now, but you know, it's you're rooting for them, and you want them, you want them to to do their best, and then also mm-hmm. use what they have or bring what they have to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if I really dislike anything, even if it's they would have shortcomings here. It's funny because <laughs> we're like yeah. riffing on George <laughs> not being able to read the blueprints yeah 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 not able to read the blueprints so it was, <laughs> you know not to not to you know what he probably at this point 
We're not. Maybe we're not giving him enough credit because he probably has studied by this point. So yeah, he may, maybe he has. I mean, he's also clearly spending time dancing as well. But oh, yeah, yes. maybe maybe we're maybe we're selling him short. No, I I agree with literally everything you just said. I think yeah. the the hook. It's always been fun because Ultra has such like a has like a rich like professional team like behind him. Yeah, which is an interesting counterpoint because they don't always they have to participate in the battles in a different way. But the fact that they're all civilians yeah. really gives. And again, I don't know if. I, I don't of all the ultra, other ultras that I've seen, I don't know if I've seen one quite so explicitly have the support team and the civilian uh, friends be the same cast members, right? Like you have the like professionals, and then you also have like civilian friends. But kind of mixing the two like this is really really interesting. I think, uh, especially how it's played into Ryu's like entire backstory and all of his motivations and everything, and like him. Like seeing him go from not believing that the, the team t- can continue into a couple episodes ago, the one with the red eyes, uh, where he was like, "No, this is like this is our team, and we're doing it." Like it's been really, it's been such an interesting journey, I think, for the cast. So yeah. I love it. Right. It's definitely one of my favorite dynamics. Let's see. Uh, Allison asked us, uh, our good buddy, which it's it's so great. I just want to say, kind of, uh, you know, in the Discord and stuff, we've been watching Tokusatsu for a couple years now. Which is weird to say, but uh, we've been we watch Tokusatsu together every week, and uh, it's been funny. It's it's been fun watching a lot of because initially it was a lot of people who were already really into Tokusatsu, but seeing other folks who are not super into it or had really no experience with it kind of get drawn in to watching Tokusatsu with us, and like watching Allison is one of the uh, you know kind of our buddies who's she's like. She's in it now. Like she totally gets it. You know, watching her, <laughs> watching her go from like, "What are we watching, guys?" to, you know, watching her talk about Tokusatsu stuff. It's just been, it's been a real treat. I think. Yeah, that's great. But she asked, which episode has the coolest monster that maybe is fought against? Uh, and she says she's going to get to the series herself one day. Coolest monster mm. that maybe is fought against. So hold on. Oh, I know the answer. I can't remember the name right now, but I know the answer. Oh, which one is it? It's the cool samurai uh, asteroid, the one that like came in on an oh, asteroid. Oh yeah, that the guy coolest. was super cool. I looked up. I did look up toys afterwards for that one. <laughs> of course, it's too late to get it at a reasonable price. Like, of I guess, course. Like, I guess that uh, some whatever. I'm spoiling something for you, whatever, and me really. But I guess when I was looking it up, it seems like there's a movie variation of that character. That's Ooh, like cool. even cooler. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> I can't remember the name right now. We'll have to look it up later. Yeah, um, he definitely he definitely looks looks like a, a character you would draw like you know, when you're twelve, you're like, I'm really into Ultraman, but I'm gonna design an Ultraman OC. Do not steal him. He's like an <laughs> evil samurai and he rides on a meteor and he shows up and he's like, What's up all you nerds? I'm really cool and powerful. <laughs> like yeah, I they, love the, it. they had that Shanwara <laughs> fight in this in front of the base. Oh my god, that was so Zamsher. Cool. Zamsher. Zamsher, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was super he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was designed to be the coolest character and he is. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Tori had a funny question about who's the best captain is and why is it uh, Sakamizu? And of course, Sakamizu is the best, so no no argument there. Uh, I I would I could not hear anybody else telling me to Sally go. Seriously, same, same level from the from the hot yeah. from the hospital bed life on the oh. line. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> so good. 
Devon uh, asks us, uh, Ultraman is getting an animated film made by an American studio. Are you guys going to give it a shot? Um, is there any Ultra being you would like to see make an appearance in animated form? So that's the kind of the first portion. So I didn't actually know this. Um, I knew uh, Netflix had done the CG. Uh, they had they had commissioned oh, that. Oh, the manga, uh, right? Yeah, the of the of the manga, correct? Yeah. That 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 sort of adapted that. Which the you know I still haven't checked out. I hear both the manga. I hear the manga is really good, um, but of course it because one thing I do know is that even though it is directly tied to the original Ultraman, yeah, because I think he's Shin Hayate's son. Yes. The, the problem there is that he doesn't grow big. Yeah. So it's just, it's more like a common Rider thing or a Metal Heroes thing at that point. Like, he's just ground level stuff, which kind of makes me, like, not rush out and want to see it. I mean, I do want to check it out, but I'm also like, so he doesn't get Ultra? This man? This man yeah. here doesn't Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me this man doesn't Ultra? Like, I feel kind of like, right. I don't want to be like, what's the point? But I'm like, that's one it's... of the big draws, literally. Yeah, it, it is a very different different take or a different direction for it what i have seen of it what i had read of it is pretty cool Mm -hmm. i think it's like i only read like a couple volumes and seen a couple episodes but i i I will say that i really really like how the suit looks like i think it's a really awesome it is such a cool looking suit yeah agreed it's a it's got like a segmented kind of feel yeah armor knight armor thing and then like I didn't even know this wasn't until after the, like, I think when the anime was coming out, that there were others that showed up. So it's like a very writer, a writer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I definitely, that's definitely, um, I, I see why that would sort of make you scratch your head. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, like, it. and I, I like that. I like the idea of Ultraman characters with a kind of writer vibe and aesthetic. Cause I also like common writer, yeah. but like part of why I come to Ultraman is for the, the big stuff and it's not there. And I'm like, no, that's true. No, I, I definitely get that. <laughs> That sort so, of defines it visually in my head is the yeah the scale right yeah the scale we got to have that fly in yeah shot, that iconic know. fly in yeah uh, and I guess especially like, it's like I don't know I feel like there's there's like a double whammy there because I feel like in the te- like it like there's a there's a thematic element there because like Ultraman is fundamentally not human right right like ultras are always these beings from another place whereas common rider is ultimately a human story about being turned into uh, well it depends on the series but it's like common rider is like i'm human but i've been made into a weapon yeah or i've had to become a weapon right and like how do i deal with that whereas ultraman is like you know uh, like with mariah or, or whoever it is it's like there are these other beings who simply are not human and they have to learn what being human is so like that vi- that scale difference like that it's I know it's silly, but it's like it's very obvious. Like this is not a human being. A human being can't do this. So like you know when, when they grow really big and fight, you know a lobster that break dances or whatever that's the size of a skyscraper. Like <laughs> yeah. it helps. It's cool, but it also reminds you like this is fundamentally not a human being, and like they have to learn to be human when they're not this big, right. because the world is different, and like their their scale and like all their enemies and stuff are are big and galactic. So like I don't know. I kind of. I do like I'm the just ha- rare shot. Like I remember there was an episode of Ultraman Ultraman Z where Z had to do a fight on the ground, but it 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 cost even more energy, so it had to be even shorter to do. Mm, like right. That was, that was like as as a treat <laughs> yeah. to do it on the ground because <laughs> <That's> a treat. <laughs> it, I mean it, I remember it was a really it was a really awesome sequence. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forget what episode 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 it was. Episode. In, it was, I, I Ooh woo. 
Yeah. Ultraman Zedwed. So I guess that's where my hesitancy is because I feel like that's like fundamental to the character. Right. Like I just feel like that's so critical. Right. But this um, is different. Now, the show is a totally different thing, right? Like Yeah, now this this thing. animated feature they're doing is I just I pulled up an article on Variety about it real quick. Um it looks like it is going to be an original thing it looks like it's from like it I mean, obviously super high productions is working with them and like has their blessing yeah but it's an original story it will involve um you know giant ultra fighters and stuff it doesn't appear to be tied into the the manga it seems like it's an original story that they're doing um so it's interesting i guess it's maybe in a similar space to like when marvel put out all those attack on titan comics right like they had like sort of american comic creators and stuff write stories and and sort of tell stories in that space kind of with with the blessing so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out i don't know i'm i'm real curious to see what they decide to do in terms of the visual language it seems like it's gonna take place in america as well right like that i'm not sure of the context or like america somehow tied it like an american going back to japan or something like that what there's okay there's an american presence somehow for better or worse but the yeah, because it's something like I, I remember seeing something about like a baseball player was like the main. Yeah, character. yeah, um, that's what I saw in this I, little I, quick I article. I don't want to know too too much there, but mm-hmm. you know what I do want to see is I do want to see like kaiju battles or giant giant monster fighting. I do want to mm-hmm. see that fly in with its own flair, like make it do do it, but do it your own way. And I would like to see uh, Alien Balton. Because I would like to purchase more Alien Balton figures if it becomes a mainstream mm. thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Netflix toy pipeline is, but that's <laughs> that's my personal hope there. Yeah, there's been quite a few figures made of the Netflix suits yes. and stuff, right? Oof. Like I've I've yeah. seen um I've, I've held quite a few of those, and they look pretty. <laughs> right. So you stole it then. So why didn't you steal two? I want one. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't keep it. I didn't purchase it. I just was standing there th- considering my life options. Where, where I weighing the choice, like, how am I going to have this question, this, this conversation with my wife later? Well, <laughs> it's more of a, que- it's more of a question with myself. There's very, I, I limit, I limit the expensive, like figure arts purchases or, or Figma purchases uh, for it's very true. rare exceptions. And I t- truthfully had not read much of it. And watched mm. much of it, so it felt harder to justify that one to myself. So I was like, mm, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I feel you. If um, you buy a figure of everything you like, you'll you'll just be buried under figures, really. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I'm a recovering addict, so I need to like be aware, be very conscious of that. Like on the other hand, um, as a demonstration of something that I felt very passionately about. I did snap up that Gridman Figma when it first came out. Oh, oh, nice! I'm very happy with that. Very, very happy. Envious. With that. Be wonderful. Um, Your beautiful son. Also had Your the self control. Also, also had the self control to not buy the two hundred dollar SSSS Dynazin on set uh, God, that so transforms good. exactly like it does on the show. Uh, uh, and all of the parts no. and all of the parts that can actually combine in all uh, the various forms that they do on the show that I was so impressed by but I had self control <sighs> I did not do 
So I wish I wish I didn't know this. I wish you had told me literally anything else. Well, you know, uh, the plus side is is that they uh, probably are very hard to get and very very much marked up at this point. So you're probably safe because it was two hundred dollars okay. before other people got to it. So you know, you're probably fine. I'll send you right. a link. It's 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 so good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to feel about it, I guess, overall. Like, it's one of those things where I'm just real curious what the crew is. It's, I don't know. You get in one of those spaces where you, like, you want... Hmm. I don't want to be like, no one else can tell these stories. Yeah. Because, you know, I fundamentally don't believe that. But you just got to be real careful. There's a real fine line between, like, we're doing a story and paying homage to something that we love... Or what can often happen where you end up with this, like, we're going to do it better, or, like, finally good, or whatever. Oh, yeah. If that's um, the attitude, I, I I don't think that's the attitude. From I don't think it but, is. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. But it's, there's a real fine line, I guess. And I'm just real, I'm always real hesitant about adaptations like that. Um, yeah. And again, because it's animation, this is kind of falling into the same kind of philosophical space of the whole like whether he grows big or not yeah like is it a is it fundamentally a deal breaker like no i don't think it is right obviously something like Gridman, i think was a kind of a tour de force in tr- that, that anime the you know from yeah last year, year before god i don't even know it's anymore it's been a couple of years but, yes yeah it was really just like uh, SSS, sss Gridman was like just a absolute home run mm-hmm. and in preser- as well as preserving the feeling of it being a giant like a tokusatsu production like precisely the, the, and, the and film, we we said this before but the 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 camera work and the mm-hmm. weight that they gave to mm-hmm. those shots really sold it as coming from that background like yeah right no you're, you're absolutely right they, like it they was... did they did keep that up for denizen on even though there were you know there's some things that were kind of like I mean, it's still really good. I still really, really enjoyed it. But they were they treated certain things differently. That I still haven't seen it. I'm I'm trying. I'm gonna. That's on my list for this month is to to finally sure. get around to watching it. Yeah, it's pretty short. <laughs> I mean, it's only thirteen-ish episodes or so. So that yeah, it's not not bad. Yeah. Um. But again, with Gridman, it was like, okay, wow. Not only is this like a new, energetic, dynamic thing. Yeah. It shows a lot of love to the original source material and feels like it could also have been done yeah. in the original source material. And you need, like, you need to do something like, like you need to kind of bring your A game. I, I feel when you're doing something like that because it's like part of the draw here is the practical effects. Like simply by being animation, you've already put some distance mm-hmm. with the material in terms in terms of why I come to it. Like I'm here to see high caliber. You know, Super Riot Productions special effects is some of the best in the business. So, like, I, it's it's amazing what they do in terms of practical effects. Just full, you know, full stop. I think that statement is true. Yes. And I also think it's true within the context of like they're making a twenty-two minute episode, you know, weekly episode of of television for children. And e- so even within that space, it I think just extra underscores the incredible work that they do. And like you know, from top to bottom, while making it thematically relevant and having cool designs, all that stuff. You know, so when you're going into an animated space you're losing a huge you're losing a huge piece of that already mm-hmm. and i i mean i feel very strongly about you know i mean it's just a company but you know super Riot productions has ag super Riot's name you know right there in the print and it carries on you know his legacy of doing all this practical effects work 
that he did, you know, back in with Godzilla and, and the, just like the one of the most important, one of the most important characters, uh, important films of the 20th century. And like, this is kind of his life's work going forward. And I never, I never want to see that go away right. personally. Yeah. Like I, I want to see that tradition continue. I always want to see those practical effects. So I'm somewhat hesitant in the adaptive space. And I'm also a little bit like it's animation. So I'm already kind of like in a double whammy there. I'm not, that being said, I'm not like opposed to it or anything, but I'm hesitant. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm a little hesitant and there's no, I, they're going to have to, I guess I'm going to be really curious to see what happens when this first trailer drops because my inclination is to be just, just hesitant. And I, I want to see them. It's going to have to be something, I guess, Gridman like in the sense that I want to see a game. Like I want to see the best you got because I'm already getting a lot of really great Ultraman right now. <laughs> true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like the franchise is in an incredible place in a weird way, bookending our earlier discussion about access and, and availability. And like the, it, it really feels like the wind is at Ultraman's back right now. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this is part of it, right? They've got a whole, there's multiple avenues to see it and watch it and check it out. So like, but like you're, you're not making Ultraman in a time of where there's any lacking. Like it's not even like say the, you know, the, what was the 2014 American Godzilla, the legendary Godzilla came out, you know, during a time when we were in, you know, a drought. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. We're also about to get, we're also about to get Anno's Ultraman. Like, yeah, sh- that, I, I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that until just now. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of Ultraman. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is like, almost all of it is really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, like if nothing, that's going to look, like it's gonna look like something crazy. <laughs> I can't even. I don't even yeah. know what to say. Like, whoa. yeah. Who even? Who even knows what Anna's gonna do with that? Yeah. But you know, when the 2014 Godzilla came out, you know, it was what was Shin Godzilla 2015? Uh, 2016. 2016. It was 2016. Yeah. So when the legendary Godzilla came out in 2014, you know that was what because I guess F- Godzilla Final Wars mm-hmm. was in 20 was in 2004. So we were at about a 10-year stretch there where there had not been any Godzilla. So part of me even checking it out to begin with was like, well, God, it's been so long since we've seen a new film. Yeah. I just want to see some Godzilla. And I was ultimately not super happy with it. But it, it at least had that going for it. I was like, well, I haven't seen any Godzilla in a while. Yeah. Kind of still hyped up after Pacific Rim. So, like, sure, I'll check it out. I mean, it, it did um, have some, like, pretty sweet yeah. moments that I can think of and, and it, that I enjoyed. But, yes, it was... We're, we're sort of warming up, right? We're warming up the Godzilla. Engine. Right. Correct, correct. And so uh, I think the the big thing for this, if I was on this production team, I would definitely be like, guys, we got we kind of got to hit it out of the park because other than being on Netflix, which a lot of this other stuff we're discussing is not on Netflix, yeah. there's really, uh, there, there's a whole lot of other terrific ultra out there right now. Yeah. You're working with a different team and a different medium altogether. Like, I want to see something Gridman-like, I guess, is where, where I would leave my piece right or, or something something that is visually maybe not necessarily gridman like in the sense of being like that high level of fidelity yeah. but something stylistically that engaging like you know take some risks or something because the practical effects you're already losing that out so maybe take some interesting risks or do something different with the material yeah. you know now's the time to try it <laughs> sure that's true okay well i think that's all for our twitter questions Really good episode. Really, really feel like we had some really solid discussion here about all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously, <laughs> this we were, is a meaty one. Oh yeah, definitely. We had a lot. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. 
I think next time we're going to mix it up a little bit and not actually do Zamebius um, as much as we want to. Uh, yeah. Just got a little, got a little, something, little something special in mind that we've been wanting to do for a minute. Uh, that's <laughs> not really like only kind of tangentially Toku related, but that's whatever. It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. So yeah, we're. <laughs> you can't stop you us. Can't tell me what to do, Dad. <laughs> it's uh, uh, the two of us cracking through the dimension, mm-hmm. the glass, and the ceiling. <laughs> we're not even talking about Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been I've been looking forward to it for a minute, so I'm yeah. hoping we can. I'm excited soon. Like. There's no, yeah. there's, we don't have to do any homework for it. We can just get right into it. Like, mm-hmm. so we have to start. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome, <laughs> man. All right. Let's go, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super, Super Senpai, Senpai Podcast. Podcast.